too crazy for Boys Town, too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. When you go to the men's room later, you'll see a sign that says, Gentlemen, pay no heed, go right in. There's no room that says scoundrel on it. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to Not Here to Argue. I am here. Jam is here. You are here. Now, I, I mean, I'm contractually obligated to be here. Jam, this is part of his work release. But you don't have to be here. So thank you for being here. I, I wanted to talk some NBA over-unders. Like training camp starts next week, preseason starts next weekend. And I was like, is it too soon? I got the NBA Jones on me. Is it is it is it just too soon? And then it came out that no general manager in the NBA knows what the fuck is going on. This was the news that crossed my desk uh yesterday as David Griffin was apparently playing some uh, piano for Zion Williamson, playing some Billy Joel, who Zion Williamson was born in South Carolina in the year 2000. I think he definitely loves Billy Joel. That's definitely the way you connect to someone born in 2000 or 2001. And now uh, Gerson, Gershon Rosas of the tip formerly of the Timberwolves was out there just, uh, I don't know, going crazy, man. Philandering left and right. Do you, do you have that article? It was so many, it was so many articles. I feel like this kind of, I won't say a late night dump, but I do feel like it came out a little later than, um, it it feels like it. No one saw it coming. And then, uh, like this, the tweet came out and then it was like, all right, Who's gonna leak? Who's gonna leak the story to Shams? Who's gonna leak their version what, of Woj? Yeah. Like what? What sort of shenanigans has this guy been up to? I, I, I got a number of gripes with this story. A number of gripes. Um, we're looking at the the ESPN story. One, this was the bombshell that apparently everybody knew about. This was the thing that no, like maybe I'm sure it's very niche, like Minnesota people. But there are tweets from. Months ago, alluding to this similar, like to this exact thing, there are tweets saying that Gershon Rosas and whoever this woman is, there's another bone I have to pick, uh, have been out like as recently as like at Twins games and stuff. I don't know how true any of this is, but apparently in and around Minnesota, it was no secret. It's just I wonder at what. If you're a reporter, at what point? Does that become part of the reporting? Because I remember seeing it was an old Lakers thing. It was like when Magic Johnson uh, and I don't want to tell any tales out of school. Magic Johnson was um, 
He, he was a basketball. He's known for basketball and only basketball. But anyways, after games, he would like get in a, like take a shower, come out in a robe, tell the media, hold on while he pulled, you know, a couple fans into like an empty locker room. And when he was done with that, he would do his interview. And the exchange was, we'll, we won't tell that part, but when you come out, yeah, we'll have you as long as you know, 45 minutes. Wait, get to ask you every question we want. The media loves Wait, he, he would consummate the relationship uh, in the locker room and then the media would report, or he would just like set it up for later? No, no, he would he would do the deed. He, he was pulling like from the form stands to like wait backstage for magic. And the Shams and Woj and Ramona Shelburne at the time, everybody would just sit around and twiddle their thumbs. That's um, some JFK White House press corps stuff. Where they're like, listen, we, man, we can't I, report on this. The country will be hurt by this type of that's news. A, that's, that's where it's like, okay, so so where is the line? Okay, because Rosas, a married man, he's you know, stepping outside of his marriage. That's his and her business, not mine, is how I feel about it. Um, he got some things he got to handle as a... As a husband and i think a father i think they got some kids outside that it's really none of our business but and it's a thing i've I've seen people mostly women um like in and around the nba talking about it's just like knowing the experience of when someone in power is in some kind of relationship with someone not in power or like just the the dynamics that creates in a relationship and it's something me uh Stupid Manny, man, uh, just never really had to think about. So I do want, like, at what point does it become, okay, we know he's stepping out on his wife, not my business. He's doing it within the organization. If I'm reporting on the Timberwolves or, you know what I'm saying, that's where I don't, I don't, I don't, say I don't envy journalists there. I've, I've never envied a journalist. Not once. Um, except for Walter Cronkite. I like Walter Cronkite. Um, but I said, yeah, you know, when does it become something to report? And the second thing, there was a woman, uh, one woman that I know of stepped down yesterday. And it's been like ran that she was the one. I think it's been shown we don't know clearly anything about this. I don't think it's fair to that woman to jump to those conclusions. I've seen multiple women's pictures posted. I've seen like all that. It just doesn't. I don't know what that's that's helping here. It's like, oh man, he risked it all for for this or whatever. Listen, that's not, I feel like we can get jokes off here without uh, involving. Listen, they was trying to, you know what I'm saying? If two, it was a consenting relationship, so it is what it is. But again, if it's changing the dynamics, how people feel and how people move and operate around the office, at what point does it? It sounds. It, Sounds like they were caught in a compromising position within the facilities. You're, they're caught within a compromising, like Magic Johnson style, within the facility. <laughs> Listen, Magic was never caught. Uh, that's <laughs> and also, I, I don't know. I was gonna say maybe it wasn't compromise. That feels like the the definition of compromise. You wait here. I'm gonna plow some strange, <laughs> and then after that, you can ask me about the Pistons. Is that the co- we, yeah? He's not caught in a compromise. They, he engaged in a compromise. Yeah, he, he presented. He compromised the compromise. Um, the thing about the organization, <laughs> like being interorganization, is like, does that make it newsworthy? We talk about like abuses of power and where it's right. like, how, how is this relationship 
just a relationship between two consenting adults or is it like this guy's the GM of the entire organization? And like, at what point is this like become unsafe business practices? And um, it's very difficult to figure out what that is. Also, it seems like all of this stuff, like he didn't, it seems like he didn't get fired because of this uh, affair. He got fired because he didn't have a good relationship with the new guy coming in. Um, this guy named Gupta, who I found out is the inventor of the ESPN trade machine. And so his oh. uh, his relationship deteriorated with that. And it sounded like they just kind of fired him so Alex Rodriguez didn't have to come in and fire him. Oh, man, I'd like to be fired by Alex Rodriguez, though. Like, if I was Rosas, I'd have been like, can I wait? Can I wait, like, six months? Um, and then A-Rod, he fires me. Yeah, so I said Gupta source it have been barred from the facility by Rosas after the two had a falling out several weeks ago, was subsequently elevated to interim president of basketball operations. Uh, Rosas lost that feud, you know? There was two camps and he was in the wrong side. He who laughs last uh, becomes interim president of basketball operations, uh, as my grandfather always used to tell me. But again, like you said, this is, I feel like this is, presented as a consensual relationship which i hope it was until we find like i know she was an assistant to an executive was he the executive i don't that i don't know either way just again power dynamics alone that's putting somebody in an uncomfortable i saw it was a completely different woman who was like a communications person so no matter what pete mudd has been slung against women who we have with zero confirmation we have no idea going on we we are going to call them um What's that Shakespearean term? Harlots. We're gonna we're gonna basically mm-hmm. refer to them as harlots in the press. Uh, just yeah, we're, we're gonna. We're this gonna guy judge. got in, Rosas and Gupta got in a fight. Yeah, over there we're gonna judge their looks. We're gonna bring their name up, even though the only one we know for sure is Rosas. His light bulb headed ass is skating at it is, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. Um, it's because of the, the great job he's done in running the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. Another thing. He apparently he didn't lose his job for that either. He didn't lose his job for the team stinking. He didn't lose his job for having uh, inter-office relationships. He lost his job apparently because he don't know how to talk to people. This is what it, or don't know how to get along with people, which feels. This seems to be a uh, I don't know constant theme. A constant theme of people just not knowing. Now this is something I did not know. Did you know Rodas? Did you know he used to be the GM of the Mavericks? I had no idea, but is that one of those situations where they like have a GM, but then they also have a guy above it? Because wasn't Donnie Nelson like the the real decision maker? That was kind of the whole thing. Rosa, because I was like, yeah, where does this guy come from? He come from the school of more. So I was like, oh, okay, he definitely don't know how to talk to people. And he definitely don't know nothing about winning basketball. So that's, you know, I'm saying one and two. And then he was the GM in Dallas for three months in 2013. Because it sounds like it was exactly one of those things. Like, I think Donnie Nelson was always had always been like the president of basketball operations. Rosas was brought in as GM. I think G, I think Rosas thought he was getting more control than he was getting. But had, what is up with the Mavericks bringing in guys who what, think they're running the organization? What is Mark Cuban telling these people? One and two. Y'all didn't figure that out at the interview. Like, what am I be doing here? We'll figure it out. I'm in. For three months. And then he went right back to the Rockets to continue uh, not learning how to talk to people. So 
let's see, Rosa, days away from starting his third season uh, for a team that went, went 42 and 94 the previous two years before him. That's the outside of a scroll up a little bit, please. I want to see that. Okay, that's the start of the paragraph. Aha. Rosa's reign was described as dysfunctional, with tension rippling through the front office, according to some sources. Outside of it, rival teams and executives and agents would complain about how Rosa's treated relationships and negotiations. The complaints reached as high as the ownership level over the last several weeks, lending a perception of inevitability to the end of Rosa's tenure. What end quote? What were we waiting on? He wasn't good on like the product wasn't there on the court. People disagree. Other teams disagree. And it's like, man, we got to make it. Man, I hope you get caught in a compromising position soon with an existence to the executive, man. We got to make a move. And I don't I, I don't know what to do. It says um, ownership. Listen to a vocal contingent of staffers <laughs> who express their concerns. You know, it's like how bad and how much of a dickhead you have to be if many staffers are just going, this guy's a real jerk. Listen, like one, multiple people going all the way to ownership just to say that. That's a th- Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves, who apparently I mean, they don't like him there. Apparently he, he would get the word. He would drive it like an hour out of town. He doesn't live with the poors in Minneapolis. You understand? Uh he drive like an hour in to these meetings. So everybody knew how terrible this guy was. And it was like, I mean, what can we do? We, I mean, until he gets caught piping the secretary, we're like our hands are tied. We can't get rid of this guy. So I don't, I just think of all the times that like, we know how this goes. I mean, it's like, roll, you know, he, the, the organization's in good hands. He, he brings a professional touch and, you know, he'll class him up and all that. And, and, and as it would turn out, he was doing none of those things. And you can get away with those things if you're winning. He wasn't. So I look forward to him. Um, let me get ahead of the uh, my wife and I were separated at the time. I'm taking a year off from my family. And number three, he becomes an executive assistant to Daryl Morey in Philadelphia. Those are my three. I would like to take those three uh, to the bank. I would like to lock those. Oh, well, yeah, bank. that's that's going to be locked in. The thing I don't get is this guy didn't just like go to Minnesota like have his soul cleansed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka and then suddenly show up and become an asshole. Like this guy has been an asshole for his entire, uh, mm-hmm. presumably his entire life. Why did they hire him? Like that's what did a, his basketball tenure show that he was uh, willing, like necessary to get a job? And it's not like they're just like, wow, he really, he's a people person. Like he's going to really right. make our organization run smoothly. Right. I I don't know. I, I want to do, and this was, I'm, I'm going to pitch this to Rudman right here and now. It's 10 weeks of me trying to figure out how these people keep getting hired. Like, I want to get in the mix. I want to be a fly on the wall. Like, because we I feel like we keep hearing the same great uh, quotes about, like, the same people. I want to be in the room. Right? We can, Oh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Just, oh, just so well-respected. I was like, I, I mean, he can be as well-respected as he wants. He's not a good coach. Like, I, are we hiring him to be the well-respected uh, man of the 76ers? They got Seth Curry for that. You know what I mean? So what is Doc Rivers here for? But he gives a good quote. Anytime Doc leave a team, it is the, the whispers always come out. It's funny how that works. But I just want to know what else is. Uh, how far does this go? Because the uh, Nate Bjorkgren, head coach of the Pacers, by all accounts, they had to get Nate McMillan out of here for this guy because he was upbeat and he understood and was ready to modernize the offense. Whole time, everybody in the building hates his guts. And we keep making this, they keep making this mistake. 
I hired Jerry Sloan. I don't make that mistake. But we keep making this mistake. Um, I don't think it will end anytime soon. I can't imagine that it would. Uh, maybe this, uh, I can't, I don't know his first name, the, the Gupta gentleman will, will do well, but I don't know. Was he like a part of all this and just saying nothing till it was his time to shine? Like what? I don't know which which, which side we're on now. Well, Gupta apparently wanted to go to the Rockets last year and Rosas said no mm. um, because the timing of it was like right before free agency in the draft. So that's where they're kind of the friction started. But Rosas apparently has just been a dickhead uh, for his entire Timberwolf career. He fired Ryan Saunders like immediately after a road loss in New York. He fired like a, a scout who had been with the organization for 20 years. He just didn't know how to. Uh, but he also like did that while coming in with like, we're a Timberwolves family. Type yeah, of, you, like, <laughs> you wear a suit and tie. Be really like physically unintimidating. I'm sure he went to a really nice school. So he's good with the uh, MIT of some sort. Uh, and that's really all it takes. That's really all it takes. There's no... I don't think there's any sense of feel. I had to talk to people. And again, I think that was that was Hinky's undoing. Not the pro he just he didn't know how to talk to people. He wasn't talking to players. He wasn't talking to ownership, agents, nothing. None of these, none of the analytics. They don't know how to talk to people. Um, but I do. That's where I'll do it. So when Gupta messes up, Minnesota, this guy, this guy, I can go 42 and 94 over two years. That's a fact. I guarantee it. That's the thing. If you just need to hire someone to like who can manage relationships and have them hire the guy with the best uh, algorithms and spreadsheets, you don't need the spreadsheet guy to also be the head person. Just have them provide the information. Well, as soon as you give them all of this decision making power, which I think the issue is, is like no one wants to be like I came up with the algorithm and you're not you're going to tell me I don't get final decision on this, right? <laughs> I'm the one who's like structure that regression model. Like, and you're telling me I don't get to trade for well, I wish hold on to D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, listen, structure us some better trades. Structure us. <laughs> did you structure us the what analytic model told us to trade up and take Jared Culver? Rosas. That was his first draft pick. Traded the 11th pick, which was Cam Johnson and Dario Sart, to go up and get Jared Culver. What analytic model told you that? Well, oh, no, that, that was on the scout who was in the way they were for 20 years. They had to that was the old man's over scout. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the old man's guy. He's like, I told you to, uh, I told you to take Cam Johnson. He's like, yep. He told us to take Culver, that old son of a gun. We had to let him go. Uh, yeah. Zion. I don't know. David Griffin is, I feel like I've went over that many times. David Griffin trick y'all. And it sounds like it's coming to the light now. Can you explain to me? Going on. The piano thing is that just I thought that was just a silly uh no no that image really, for this uh please report article but no it's no, no. actually that actually playing some piano really happened the story it was buried yesterday in the uh Rosas being super horny news but <laughs> it came out with athletic somebody did like the oh no uh like the New Orleans uh, Picayune or whatever like their website did the hey Things aren't going so well in New Orleans story. And it basically comes down to when Zion and David Griffin got there, he didn't like the way they handled his injury. I think he wanted to probably come back sooner than he was than he than they wanted him to. They were ready for him to come or ready for him to take it easy. I should say. And he grew frustrated by that. It seems like it just went from there. And 
the biggest thing that came from the story was apparently David Griffin was apparently like, I mean, I thought we were bonding, man. I played, I played piano for him one time. <laughs> That's how like, you do it. That's how you make friends. You force them to listen yeah. to your piano. <laughs> yeah. Lock those doors. Uh, this one's called Piano Man. Um, how do Zion's I get like, through to these youth? How do yeah, I get Zion. through these Instagram kids? Sounds <laughs> like this is great. Who is Billy Joel? Um, so again, that's the understand. This man was hired when Anthony Davis was leaving, and Zion was. This man was hired to bridge that. He got a haul for Drew Holiday. He got a haul for Anthony Davis. He got the number one pick in a good year to get the number one pick. And he is blowing it. He's. We keep getting this wrong. He's blowing it. He's giving away picks. He is like talents walking for, I mean, not for nothing, but what they got for Lonzo, it might as well have been nothing. Sounds like Zion's not happy. It's almost time to, it's almost time for him to be able to sign the Supermax. I think, I want to say they can offer it this year. He can sign it by next summer. But either way, the the telltale's all if he takes it, it's nothing to worry about. He'll request a trade 18 months later. We'll wait for it then. But if he doesn't take it, I wonder where David Griffin uh, and Rosas will get their neck like Sacramento. It's not going to affect their money flow like at all. So, hmm. He'll be the next Timberwolves GM, I mean, <laughs> after this. The thing that's interesting about the Ben Simmons situation is like, if he doesn't get penalized for that, then no one's ever going to not sign the Supermax. Because if you can sign the Supermax and then immediately go, I demand a trade, I'm and out. there's just yeah. no consequences. Like every, like, I'm hoping that Zion will be the guy who takes the qualifying offer and bets on himself being healthy for a year and just like screws over the team. But if you can, if you can demand a trade with four years left and max money, then there's like no, just no one's ever going to not take the max money uh, in the extension. I think the thing is not nobody's ever they still always take it. And I, I think the thing we're just seeing we just see free agency get pushed up by the year. Like I legit feel like in the past I guess I have to say 15 to 20 years. It used to be like, hey, a guy wasn't a free agent until he was a free agent. Like, you know, he had six months left on his deal. That's when we'll start to talk. Then it became one year. Then like Anthony Davis is like, okay, well, going into two years, you know he's unhappy. So for that one year. Now Ben Simmons is like, I'm cutting out three, dude. Like, ink still wet on the contract. Y'all tried to trade me. Y'all tried to tell me to improve at my craft. I say no. I want out of here. And I'm very fascinated, like, for that exact reason. Because whatever they do sets, like, precedent. Whatever they do. It's going to be, like, in four years, why well, stop at four? Right? You sign it and hey, trade me in 60 days, man. <laughs> so... There's also guys not reporting to camp. Like, are they going to Ben Simmons contract is structured kind of crazy. So he doesn't really get fined like that. But also, are they really going to find him and piss off these agents? I don't we know how that goes. They're not going to do anything to even risk maybe pissing off an agent. Teams are just not wired like that. It's like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Does Maury have enough people sense to know not to piss off the agent? Or is he going to go according to clause C of your contract that uh, if you don't report, you owe us this amount. Like, Listen, we I feel like that. the Sixers are going to be so pissed off that he's not like that one. He's not there. And that two, 
every single player. Like they trot out every single player on media day, and you know, wow. every single player is going to be asked, "What's uh, what do you think of Ben Simmons?" Where's Ben Simmons? Have you talked to Ben? Um, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? Do you hate him like we yeah. all do in the Philadelphia media now? <laughs> uh, sources report uh, Matias Thibel wants his blood to run red in the streets uh, here at the Philadelphia Inquirer. But that's, I mean, that's the whole, that's Simmons leverage. How uncomfortable are you going to let me make this? Because they're going to get asked about it. You're going to get asked about it. I don't know. Have they said, is he just not going to show up? Or is he going to like show up for games like regular? Because I think that would be even much funnier. They said he's not going to show up and then he's never going to wear the uniform again. But I think it'd be funny if that was just his stipulation. It's like, I'm not going to put on the uniform, but I'll sit courtside. Like uh, they apply for an exemption to Ben Simmons, he can keep his warm ups on. Uh, and everything with some on. Harlem Globetrotters dribbling yeah, trickster, just spinning the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready when you guys are. <laughs> but yeah, if he's willing to do that, if he's willing, the one thing I, I do think, like, if he just doesn't report, I can't wait for them to get off to a hot start. They're just 18 and three. Um, Tyrese Maxey is <laughs> flourishing oh, with 35 yeah. minutes a game. <laughs> Shooting 47, 37, 87 from the field. They've never had a threat like this. Oh, my God. Four shooters around Joel Embiid? This listen, offense is wild. Listen, two. Two shooters <laughs> around Joel Embiid was – Doc Rivers was uh, Jesus Christ for deciding to put, like, Seth – or I guess Maury was putting Seth Curry and Tobias Harris around him. And it's like they can – I mean, they can for sure play good ball. They can get up to a hot start without him. When Embiid gets hurt, it's just like we don't know how long it's going to be for He's going to miss some times or miss some time. It happens. That's Simmons leverage because y'all can get off to a hot start. They, I don't think they can win the championship without either Ben Simmons or whatever he brings in. And if he just sits out, you get neither of those things. So you can win as many regular season games as you want. Again, you're betting on Joel Embiid playing 80, 90, 95 games uh, to get where you want to go. And you don't have the second all-star, the perimeter defender, and you don't have the stuff to get for him. That's his leverage. So I do want I want him to push it though. I wanna this is this feels like the most player empowerment. Like this is what Anthony Davis did was nothing. He had one or two years left. Ben Simmons has four years left. At some point he's gonna have to like lose some money like i'm i'm only three weeks into contracts class at law school but at some point he's not holding up his end of the bargain of playing nba basketball we'll get and then that's when if he just wants to james harden time ben simmons just shows up with the biggest belly you've ever seen just an enormous belly he just starts playing he starts taking only threes he just will not stop taking threes (laughs) but he hasn't practiced them he's just 0 for 17 and the fans are booing him, and he. Just, I would just look at Maury at courtside, like, how, we can play however long you want to play, man. Because that's – no, no, go ahead. It's interesting because you would – like, he wants to be traded, but he clearly does not care at all about his own trade value. So he doesn't care at all what those <laughs> would be like. Don't you think it would be in his best interest to, like, come back and play amazing, and then other teams are going to want him, and then he can get out of Philadelphia sooner. Like, he's he's kind of working against his own interest right now. Well, and he's making it less less attractive. This is, I think, some, either he or Rich Paul communicated to them, and I agree with that. It's like, listen, my trade value is your problem. <laughs> like, it's not my job to boost my trade value. I didn't, 
I didn't throw myself under the bus after the playoffs last year and all this. I didn't come out and say we're looking for an all-star and like six picks or whatever. I didn't affect my trade value or, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't affecting it then. So that's y'all's problem. If y'all got to trade me for 60 cents on the dollar, I'm getting all my dollars. Like you all, you're getting the 60 cents here. So I don't care. But he might not get his dollars if they just don't trade him and he doesn't show up. His holding out, he has to hold out. Like he can't. He has to like basically void, like not do his side of the bargain. Like if, uh, mm. like if he just shows up completely out of shape, I don't know. That would be interesting if, if he does want, the James Harden. That's what I want. If that he just either like he won't shoot at all, or he will not stop shooting. Like I remember Andrew Bynum. I think when he got to was it Indiana or something, it was like they had to st- literally stop practice. He would not stop shooting. Anytime he got the ball, he shot it wherever he was. 45 feet, he got the ball, he shot it, and they had to stop practice. I think that's what Ben Simmons is going to have to be on. If, again, if he's about it, James Harden was like, this is no problem. <laughs> like, I, after this, I'm going to go to the club tomorrow night. I'm not going to come to practice. And then I'm going to show up and score 38 points. Um, and then we're going to do this again all year, Maury. I got all year. And, or I guess it was uh, the new regime by then. But I, I keep seeing Maury, he just keeps getting this credit. You know, Daryl Maury's not afraid of an uncomfortable situation right you know he's not afraid to. oh is that why he traded chris paul for russell westbrook chris paul and like 17 picks for russell is, that why tra- is that why dwight howard carmelo anthony uh joe johnson chris paul russell westbrook clint capella was out of there for 23 games but he's listen he, he'll stand firm nobody stands firm like daryl morey uh except when he tweets about anything uh he will not stand firm on anything he tweets but outside that he i mean he basically uh General Norman Schwarzkopf, man. He, you want to go into war with that guy by your side. If I'm any other team, why would I, like, basically give in to Daryl Morey right now with, like, anything? You would. It's, it's like, that's if, if, like I know we were making fun of Rosas, but if he was really like, no, I'm not giving you D'Angelo Russell. I'm holding you over a barrel because – you taught me how to be ruthless and uh, treat people terribly, <laughs> Daryl Morey, and it's coming back to bite you. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you. Uh, I think that would be very funny. Uh, but I think that's what we're seeing. Like, once it came out that the Kings, the Sacramento Kings, were like, you can't have, like, Fox or Halliburton. It was the right choice. I wouldn't trade either of those guys for It was the right choice. But once it's like, damn, that are we down that bad? The Sacramento Kings are giving us the uh, – Stipulate. Listen, you can have Bagley or Buddy Hield, not both. We like we getting hold out of the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Oh, so, I don't. And I you want Harrison Barnes? No right deal. <laughs> the wild thing is, I do. If I was Minnesota, I would trade for Ben Simmons. That's oh, kind yes. of the like I. If it took Russell, if it apparently they're trying to do it without Russell, I just don't see any way that that happens. I think it have to be Russell Beasley. And picks. I don't. I don't know what other way makes it worth it for Philadelphia. Because again, they just like we'll just we'll just wait, dude. We can do better than Malik beat. Like we'll just wait. That's the thing. If Philadelphia just waits to like say trade deadline, and some mm-hmm. team is like, I don't know, they're they're maybe uh, doing a little bit better than they thought, or like they clearly need that one piece away. Are they mm-hmm. going to be more willing to and then up their price? Um, has been the, in, in this scenario, has Ben Simmons played this entire time, or is he just no? But killed? he's in fantastic shape. He's, he's in uh, the best shape of his life. Instagram videos every week of him just knocking down threes, 
mid-range jumpers galore. He's yeah. doing the NFL combine. He runs a 4340. He's got a 47 inch first shuttle time. Oh my God. Like, say the Pelicans uh, are hearing that Zion's like really pissed off and wants to make the playoffs this year. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm, maybe we'll throw in Brandon Ingram to try to like jumpstart the offense. So I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like places where you add Ben Simmons and it, they make it, they like go up a tier. Like, yeah. I, I mean, don't know who the Mavericks would offer, but like, Okay, maybe we'll. It doesn't really make sense putting him next to Luca whatsoever because Luca's so good with the ball in his hands. So I'm just trying to think of situations where it's like, right. oh, you add Ben Simmons and suddenly this is like a, a contender. Yeah. Well, at a, a certain point, there is a. I feel like there's a. There's no way to ever get proper value on anybody, of course. And it's. I feel like it's went so far on both sides. It's like, hey, Ben Simmons can't shoot. He's eluded a lot of other stuff. And then I feel like it's kind of flipped now. It's like, hey, you're forgetting Ben Simmons' lead about this. Like, no, I'm not. I just also remember he will not shoot in the fourth quarter. I, I, I keep. I remember both of those things at the same time. And at a certain point, it is going to be a. I mean, if y'all just if y'all just got to get off Ben Simmons, we'll roll the dice on that. You can do a lot worse than a guy getting locked up for four years, all NBA defender, all star. Like, I, the Kings make some sense, but it's just. When the Kings are hardlining you, like, don't even ask for our second round pick. It's not going to happen. Um, Isn't it? It's just going to end up being for CJ McCollum. Like, the Blazers are going to be like, wow, running it back didn't work. Let's try to change this formula. <laughs> and then uh, the Sixers are going to be like, yeah, it'll be pretty nice to have Curry and another guy who shoots 40% from three um, around Embiid. And then it'll just like, this, this just like makes too much sense in terms of the default deal. I tell you, you know who else would be happy for that? James Harden and Kyrie Irving. If I was looking at the backcourt of Seth Curry and CJ McCollum, good lord, that's lunch meat. Oh, I don't look. Drew Holiday could get physical with either one of them guys. Like, I'm if they're trading, they want Damian Lillard. I'm just not. If I'm, I just need a whole lot. Like, if if I'm if he's going to, I'm gonna need Simmons. I'm gonna need Maxi. I'm gonna need every pick, every pick swap. Like, I'm gonna need it all. Uh, I might need Shake Man too, but Ben Simmons, I just y'all can't y'all can't give him away right now. Now he's supposed to be the centerpiece of my team. Mm. But alas, I think it's time for NBA over unders. I think it's time. So the only thing I will ask, I don't know what site, whatever. The only thing, if you give me, will you give me the highest win number and the lowest win number? Don't say that just so, just so I know what range. We're working off. That's all I ask. The highest is 56 and a half. Okay. And the lowest is 22 and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Well, I'll ask you those questions. Do you know those two teams? Because I think it should be. I'm going to go 56 and a half Nets, 22 and a half Thunder. Thunder. And it was a trick question because uh, the Magic are also at 22 and a half. Well, I've got three already. How diggity damn. (laughs) Well Um, done. 50. Okay, so they don't have like no seventeen, like no fifteen win stinker stinker teams, but also no sixty win teams. I like I feel like history shows we're gonna get at least one. I think we do that with under over unders. Like we we saw that with the NFL ones where they're like, well, we'll just throw them all in the middle. Yeah, no, everybody will win between seven and nine games. It'll eventually um, work out for us. Okay, fifty six and a half. 20. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. How do you how do you want to do this? Uh, conference division. Let's go. Con- Let's start me off Eastern Conference. 
All right, let's do it with. Uh, I don't think we can ask about the Philadelphia 76ers because we have no idea what's going to happen. Let me guess anyway. Do they, do they even have a number up for them? They just have question marks. They have them. They have a number for them. Okay. I will say, I think they won 61 last year. Going to be good. The Simmons business is 56. I will say 51 and a half. Oh, wow. That's impressive. 50 and a half. Okay. See, I'm okay. Within yeah. one, I feel like I get it. If I'm within yeah. one, same as football, I feel like I should get it. All right, let's go with the New York Knicks. They have Kemba Walker. They have Evan Fournier. The New York Knicks. I know they were four seed last year. I think they went 40-something. It's the well, hard they, to do the win totals. Yeah, so it's not. Um, I feel like the Knicks, I don't feel like they got a lot better, but I, I don't think you could go into like last year and this year and be like, yeah, they have less talent on their roster. Um, what they spent for it, hey, none of my business. But I will say it's also New York. I wonder if since they're even decent now, they'll start getting like the New York. But like there's like Nets 56 and a half, Knicks 55 and a half, um, 46 and a half, Knicks. Oh, you're way off. 41 and a half. Oh, that might be a situation where it's just like a bunch of irrational New York fans. And so in order to get 50 percent of the bet on. Mm. The over and the under. Does I mean, that make sense? Yeah. It still seems kind of low. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm high on the Knicks this year at all, but that still seems. They won 41 five, last year in 10 less games. Yeah, 500 ball. I don't. 500 ball without Mitchell Robinson at the end. of Now they have Fournier, like another shooter. Kimba for cheap. Um, yeah, I no, nah, I like that over there. 41 feels way too low, but noted. Noted. Uh, the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. Siakam for Ben Simmons. Who says no house? Uh, anyone? Uh, it's a lose lose for both teams. I don't know, man. I think Siakam will cook on Philly. He's just like, I don't have to do stuff anymore. Like, he's got but, no space to do his spin move, though. If Joel Embiid's just right there, well, then, listen, you, then you've neutralized him. Embiid shoots threes now, you know. Maybe he goes outside. Uh, let Siakam do the dirty work down low. Um, I, I like pieces on this team. I do not think they will be very good. I will say 35 and a half. Hot damn. Exactly on the, on the money. Hmm. That was well done. That was, that was. Turn me up, baby. Trill Sadamas stuff right there. That was Turn impressive. I think I like. These up, I didn't look these up, house. I Nor should you have, because that I would uh, ruin the honor of the game. Um, but. I, I think the Raptors are like that's good for them. They're not going to be terrible. Like they have solid. Yeah, they going to win you at least a couple games. Siakam's good, but um, I'm not like I would pick slightly over on that. Yeah, one, I would so. go like I could see them play in, but not. I don't think they'll be a top six seed. But if they did not make the play in, I think I'd be a little surprised. Oh yeah, if they missed the. If they're not in the top ten, that'd be kind of shocking. Um, my Boston Celtics twenty two and a half. No. Um, Celtics, are, I actually think y'all will be pretty good. The way it was explained to me was that last year was like the two best players and a lot of garbage around them. And that's the two best players, and there's a lot of mid around them. And mid is better than garbage, right? Udoka, first-time head coach. I just feel like that's one of those. I don't, I don't think a new coach would affect the line. Right? Like I feel like if you have 
like Popovich would probably give the Spurs a couple wins. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think they would like knock a couple wins off for a new coach. I will say 44 and a half. 45 and a half. Give it to me. I'm hot. I'm saying that counts. Yeah, within one, that counts. I'm hot. I mean, I'm a completely irrational Boston Celtics fan. So I'm I think they are gonna go way over. But you're right. They just have way more depth this year. Or it's basically they have yeah. the same core four players. Uh hopefully none of them get COVID like they did last year. And then instead <laughs> of playing Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson, they're gonna have That's the NBA champion. That's Jeff true. Teague and NBA champion Tristan Thompson. Instead of those guys and then like rookie Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard and Luke Cornett, it's just like the bench is going to be Richardson, Horford, Schroeder, just like what's solid. The, the, who's starting? Smart, Brown, Tatum, Williams, and who? The fifth guy is we don't know yet. Uh, the question is, mm-hmm. it's going to be Richardson, and do you go just like an all-defense lineup? Because that's like a pretty solid defensive lineup. Um, you put out really, at the four. really small team. Um. I I don't like any starting lineup that has out <laughs> unless he comes out of like the the ten minute timeout. I think the idea is that you start him at the four and then he becomes your backup center. I forgot completely that Ennis Cantor is on this team. Who he's not good, no. but he can give you a solid twelve minutes of uh getting his That's own tough. offensive rebound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. I think the ideal is that Aaron Neesmith like plays his way into being like a wing who can start with that lineup because you don't want the small mm. Josh Richardson. You don't really want. Horford, who's probably best in the center right now. Like ideally, you would have a guy who's six six and can switch on everything and shoot. And Neesmith is Grant that guy. Williams. Grant Williams is a vice He's president of the Players of, uh, Association and a, a, a very <laughs> nice gentleman. Definitely. Um, all right, who's next? Who's left in that division? Uh, we have finished that division because Brooklyn. Uh, we already okay. gave it to you at the. Had a good division. Had a good division. Let's go with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks. Um, I think I'm higher than Vegas is. They won't be favorites, but they'll be close. So if the Nets are 56, I will say between two numbers. 53 and a half. 54 and a half. They have the second highest uh, total in the entire league, which is interesting. I guess it's probably just saying that the Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference, so you think the Eastern Conference will get more wins. But, hmm. yeah, I think that's fair. The Bucks will be good next year. You you and your takes. Here you go. Here you go. It's always something. Here's always an interesting one. The uh, Indiana Pacers, Rick Carlisle, the best coach in the game. Listen, he, an- he another one, man. Be another one. Just get that. Listen, he's a great. I think we can all agree that Rick Carlisle is a top three coach. I, who can agree with that? <laughs> no one agree with, I don't agree with that. I was listening to two podcasts this week where it was, um, it was like Jackie Mack and Zach Lowe on Simmons, and Jackie mm-hmm. Mack said that. We, we all know Rick Carlisle is like the best <laughs> coach, like, maniac, like great defensive schemes, just most prepared coach in the league. And then I was listening to another podcast. It was like the ESPN Windhorse one, and Tim mm-hmm. McMahon was like, Rick Carlisle really didn't have a uh, good handle of the Luca Kristaps relationship last year because Rick Carlisle didn't have a good relationship with Luca or mm. with Kristaps Porzingis. And it's like mm. best coach, very prepared though, very prepared. How about that? 
Anyway, he's top two, so he'll get them up to at least a three seed. Now, I I do not think – I think they have some interesting pieces should they decide to start moving some. Um, I just – I can't imagine Rick Carlisle signed up for – it's like now you're going you're gonna to trade everybody else off. So I will say they're going to be trying. It's just not going to be – I feel like it will be the same – high floor, low ceiling ball that they like best case scenario. They maybe get like the six seats. I will say 37 and a half. I don't, I don't like that team this year. Oh, wow. Vegas is higher on them. 42 and a half. I think they're above five. Yes. One game, one game better than Knicks, which actually makes no sense to me. And I hate the Knicks. Rick Carlisle, man. Rick Carlisle is good for four or five wins with his uh, excellent preparation. Reports in February that DeMontis Sabonis is pissed off. (laughs) That's the thing. Rick Carlisle, this is how smart he is. Uh, A lot of coaches get drawn in. You know, was Phil a Kobe guy? Was he a Shaq guy? Was he a Jordan guy? Was he a Pippen guy? Carlisle said, I'm going to piss off both of my best players. And Hardaway, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hardaway, Brunson, you're next. That only Um, works if the entire team is united against you. But if then uh, you have two warring factions who also hate you, that's uh, the. That's but, the risky run. But of course, he knows that he's a genius. Recall, I was a genius. Um, I'm give me the under. I, I don't like that's too high for the Pacers to me, even if oh. they're healthy. I still don't like them that much. What about the new look Chicago Bulls? You got DeRozan, you got Ooh. Ball, you got Caruso, but you don't have Thad Young, the best glue guy in the league. Thad Young is a good This is a I th- just from what I've like seen, I think I'm generally higher on the Bulls than people are. Just by virtue of, like, if you just look at the talent they put on court last year to this year, like at the start of the season last year, they didn't have Vucevic, they didn't have DeRozan, they didn't have Lonzo Caruso. The defense scares me straight up and down, as it should. (laughs) Like, they Caruso's a good defender, Lonzo, Patrick Williams, but Vucevic, I think he's fine, he's just not, he's not a rim protector. Um, it's gonna be a lot on Patrick Williams because I don't know who else guards like. I can't even say the big wing, like just the normals. It's not going to be Levine. It's not going to be DeRozan. Lonzo will be probably on their point guard, like whoever their best guard is. So who's guarding these? Paul George, Brandon, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, maybe not Brandon Ingram. He's not that big. Jason Tatum. Who guards Jason Tatum on that team? Who guards Jalen? Like, you know what I'm saying? If he's doing that, then who's guarding? Putting DeRozan on the other one? Good luck. Who's guarding anybody? But I will say, I do think the Bulls make the, I can see them getting the, Six seed. I will say 43 and a half. 41 and a half. Mm, damn. So the, pay, the Pacers are a game better, at least according to this, to both um, the Knicks and the Bulls, which just feels, uh, I'll say it, like poppycock. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't like that one bit. Um, mm-mm. Mm-mm. How do you feel about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Poorly. As you should. <laughs> they, I don't even like. I think they got some interesting pieces too. I think they're like Jared Allen got laughed at, but he, if you could just press fast forward on this team like two years, I think you're talking something interesting now. But as of right now, now when they get Ben Simmons for Colin Sexton, uh, Kevin Love, and a future first round pick, well, it remains to be seen. I will say. Uh, 29 and a half. 27 and a half. They think they're going to suck even worse. 
Damn, bad division. Uh, yeah, no, the Central has not uh, been doing much for you. All right, let's finish it up with another uh, high-quality team, the Detroit Pistons. Mm. I like what the Pistons got going. Um, now, again, they're nothing. They're going to suck this year. But it's gonna, I think we're going to see a couple of those games like, hey, Kay Cunningham had – 32 against the Nets. Kay Cunningham had a you know triple double against the Lake. Like I think he's I think he's gonna be that guy. So we'll see flashes of that. They got a lot of individual pieces. I will say I also don't think they're necessarily trying to win this year either. So I'll 25 and a half. Giving it to you, 24 and a half. Whew, to salvage the central because I needed uh, that. <laughs> not been going well. Hot diggity damn, I needed that. All right, moving over to the southeast, we have the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm torn on the Hawks. Like, I, I, mean, I don't think it's a secret. Like, they didn't come back for the bubble, so they really had, like, nine months off. So once they finally got a coach that everybody didn't hate, kind of just clicked. So I think there's some of, like, do other teams catch up this year? But I also like the Nate McMillan. There was no fluke. There was no he didn't coach him for like 15 games and they were hot. He coached him for majority of the regular season, three rounds of the playoffs. I think they got better. Um, I really like the Hawks offseason. Gorgie Dang is a backup. Jalen Johnson and um, uh, buddy from Tennessee or uh, buddy from Sharif Cooper, Sharif Cooper. Um, and I think they got like all their young got DeLon right in there. I think the Hawks are going to be pretty good. I will say, ooh, this feels high. Too high. Uh, 46 and a half. Nailed it. Yes, sir. That's a home court advantage right there Listen, for you. I was going to say 48, and I was like 48, and that's just too high for the Hawks. That's much too high for the Hawks. Um, no, I think the Hawks are going to be – even then, I might take the over there. I think they're a good team. I think they're a, a deep team. And I think – I don't know. I'm just generally on a – how do you not? How do some things not click after like a decent playoff run? Like I ain't saying like one run. How do some things not when you see it's like okay maybe I okay I, I can pass the ball here I can I can set the screen or whatever if it's gonna get us to the within two wins of the finals. Wasn't that the whole thing about John Collins? It was like there's so many articles that came as like I really enjoy playing winning basketball. Like this is yeah. this has been fantastic. I'd like yeah. to keep doing this. And I think that's gonna be the like. I, I feel like his numbers, individual numbers go down, but like efficiency goes up, which is good for this. So I, I think I like the over there, even with 47 is a big number, but I think I like the over there. Who's next? The Miami Heat. The old ass Miami <laughs> Heat. I saw <laughs> some graphic. It was like the top 10 oldest players in the league. And it was like, of course, it was six Lakers, but then it was Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, and Udonis Haslam. <laughs> They're mighty. I think this is a big team that I'm a little bit lower on. I just don't. Their depth worries me. And when you're old, like at the very least, the Lakers, like we got 12 old guys. Some of these guys will not be hurt all the time. The Heat have like, who's this? It's going to be starting lineup. Bam, Tucker, I imagine. Butler, Robinson, Lowry with hair off the bench. I think it's like a very strong six. After that, <laughs> Max Struess. It's a lot of Max Struess. It's a lot Gabe of Gabe Vincent. It's a lot of Gabe Vincent. Like they got rid of Precious Achua for Lowry. No oh, drama. But they have uh, Markeith Morris, so that's uh, fun. 
Okay. So, like I said, it's six deep. Exactly six deep. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I keep seeing a lot of like, hey, don't be surprised if this this is the Heat team, the uh, number two or three seed. And I'm like, okay, we know we know Jimmy Butler plays every game. That's definitely what Jimmy Butler does. Um, I will say, hmm, I'll give them the 48 and a half. Wow. You are nailing this division. Come on, man. Come on, man. Right on the board. 48 Turn and a half. Up. I'm, I'm taking the under on that one. I just think if they have one injury to yeah. one of their three stars, like, oh, the Heat are two and twelve in their last fourteen. Because it's one I feel like it's gonna they get like a they start twelve and three. Everybody's still healthy, everybody's cooking. Then it is one tweak where it's like, oh, Harrow's moved into the starting lineup and that bench is absolute mud now. And they're just getting rolled. Uh yeah, I don't that's a big number. I don't like that for them. So many regular season games are lost on like the six minutes in the second quarter when your bench completely fell apart. And that's like what happened yeah. to the Celtics last year. If you're not deep and you're basically relying on your star players and it's like, Oh, but the team's very good. As long as it has all the players on the court, yeah, it's that's, like, yeah, but there's, there's large portions of the game where they can't do that. I think it's my favorite part. That's the one thing this year. I don't want to hear from no NBA, right? I don't want to hear like, listen, when this net rate, when this, when this five is on the court, their net rating is plus seven, thousand it's like how often they've been on the court four minutes they play four minutes a season don't tell me that don't tell me nothing about that i don't want to hear nothing about them lineups um who we got the washington wizards oh boy they're gonna be bad they're gonna be bad i i'll say this though i still like what their gm is doing like bit by bit i like i get you got off a wall got westbrook then he turned westbrook into three I think tradable pieces like Caldwell Pope, Kuzma. I don't know how much you're getting for them, but they're tradable. Um, Bradley Beal, you're going to have that whole circus. It, it's the it's the best circus in the world. Is Bradley Beal going to want to be traded? Bradley Beal says no. We say yes. Uh, His wife tweets uh, yeah. disparaging comments about uh, the owner after the game, but they insist. Because <laughs> they love the capital. Um, got Dinwiddie. Who coming off ACL, but will help. I Thomas Bryant coming back, who had like a pretty Thomas good Bryant. year and then only he played did, 20, then got like hurt. 12 games um, last year. No Scott Brooks. I think that's a plus. Got uh, I think Wes Ensel Jr. is their head coach now. And then another new one. So I don't I don't think a new coach would affect the line, but when you're replacing Scott Brooks, how could you not, man? Again, Scott Brooks, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. Seems like the nicest guy. Um having said that. Wizards 34 and a half. This is conspiracy. Are you looking? Are you on the uh, action network right now? House, I'm not looking at the line. Is this just because you live in the in the southeast part of the United I'm, States I, that you're I, just I, in tuned? I can just I'm an empath. Three for three empath. so far. That's this is kind of spooky. I don't I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. I'm t- I can't wait to just whiff on the West. I'm like, <laughs> uh, Jazz, uh 71? Um, all right, we've already given you the magic at 22.5. So to go for perfect for the entire division, we have Charlotte Hornets Ooh. as coached uh, by new assistant coach, was the player development director, now is their assistant coach, my childhood Ooh. best friend, Nick Friedman. So factor that into your decision. So that's minus 10 wins. <laughs> um, no, I like, I like what Charlotte's got going. 
Miles Bridge and Terry uh, Terry Rozier doing some raps together. I like that. Saw that. I saw some awesome Instagram footage of Lamelo throwing uh, alley oops to Bridges, which is just looks yeah. like lots of fun. But I'm telling you, this is. I don't think is is this the cool? I think it's the coolest team in the league, right? Objectively, yes. Yeah, I feel like this, like Miles Bridges is cool. Terry's cool. Lamelo. One issue cool. though. Don't say Gordon that. Hayward. <laughs> oh, listen, you know, I thought you were gonna say PJ Washington. So they've got two issues. They've, they've got two issues there, but yeah, no, there's there's two pictures of the whole team down in Miami doing some like mini camp, and it's like everyone's having a blast, and then Gordon Hayward's just standing there, um, mildly pissed off. He has to be in the part of this picture. <laughs> My wife's pregnant again. Um <laughs> Hornets. I really like if LaMelo didn't get hurt, they, I feel like they were in, they probably just take the wizard spot in the play-in. I like what they got going. They got in. Uh, I think Plumley. I think no Zeller. I think Zeller's out. Plumley's in. So yes, they got large, the appropriate white center. Large white box has been checked. Um, I, I feel like that's like Plumley's a really good pass. I don't know how much you'll get to show with Lamelo, but they've got pieces there. I like. Oh man, this is a lot of pressure. I will say, still a young team. I still don't think they're. I, I guess I should say I'm worried about their depth. Like James Booknight and Kai Jones are first round picks. I don't know how much you can reasonably rely on them this year. No Malik Monk. That's major. Kelly Oubre is a, a signing I forgot about. That is a very forgettable signing. Uh, and Ish Smith. And, okay, Ish Smith is unforgettable. Oh, gosh. What the hey? I am going to say 39 and a half. Oh, a little bit. We got, we got, we were talking about how cool they were. We were a little bit too hyped. 37 and a half. I think you factored in two extra just they because cool. of like the rap video with uh, yeah, Terry. Why, why they have it dropped this week? If that dropped next week, I would have nailed this. That's not your fault. I can't, I can't hold you accountable okay. for that. I'm, I mean, I still, I went over 500 in the East though, right? I feel like yeah. I'm comfortably over 500. The, yeah, no, you you like especially for if we're giving double points for nailing it with a three in a row. Mm-hmm. We Atlanta, are in Miami, Washington. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I'm on fire. Who we got? We're going over to the West, and let's start with the Houston Rockets. They got Daniel Tice, everyone's everyone in the league's favorite player. But they uh, get Daniel Twice. You know what? Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. People have already signed up on Underdog, promo code TRIO. Everyone's already did that, right? I feel like I, I'm just hearing everyone nod yes. Okay, promo code TRIO. You already know that. I say this for two reasons. One, I did a best ball draft early, and I like my team. you saying Daniel Tice made me think of that because I didn't draft Daniel Tice. <laughs> um, I considered it, but I did, I did not draft him. So if you want to get it, I mean, if you want to draft Daniel Tice, I feel like you do. Um, promo code trio. You know what that's about. Second reason. This is more importantly. I have it upon good information that the wrist team took a bath Monday night. Took an absolute bath because everything went over. Now I can neither. I, I, where I got this information? Hey, you know I, I can't reveal my sources. Uh, but salute, salute to everyone that ate on those overs. The wrist team. Has been I don't know, finagling us for 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 too long. So I hope someone got fired. Good. I heard somebody got killed, flayed. They skinned a lot. Um, 
I'm going to do a Thursday night rumble right now to show my appreciation. To show my appreciation. Who even is the Thursday night game? It's the Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans. God damn. Shout shout out to the Texans head coach who – do you see what he did on that like third down, fourth down situation? It was like third and 15, and his team got uh, 12 yards, but there was defensive holding on the play. So he could have had fourth and three Mm -hmm. or third down and 10. He – uh, declines the penalty to get fourth and three and then just punts the ball. <laughs> Respect. Listen, we're <laughs> my check cashes either way, guys. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get on a bus, man. Uh, you guys really think you could get t- uh, 10 yards on third down? Say, Coach, on. we just got 12. No, no, no. I don't yeah, want to hear it. Guys, look around. Come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, punt the ball, Leckler. Um, oh, wow. I'm in the draft. It starts in 50 seconds. Now, the thing about this is no quarterbacks, which is good because I don't want Darnold or Davis Mills. Mills. Yeah. Yeah, because Tyrod Tyrod Taylor is the worst luck in the world. Um, I've got pick three. The problem not getting Christian McCaffrey. The problem is there are three players projected to be in double digits. Christian McCaffrey, one. I'm not getting him. DJ Moore, two. Brandon Cooks is third. I might get Brandon Cooks, and that's the problem. I'm excited that I might get Brandon. That's, you understand? That's the problem here. But alas, I've got 10 seconds. Scrubs Russ is here. D-Lair is here. I was going to multitask, but I, I I need a win too bad. I need a win too bad. I need the risk team. Like I want them to see how I feel. I take a bath every, every <laughs> night in these games of skill. I'm the cleanest man alive. Um there's some hesit. I wonder if McCaffrey might. Fall. He didn't follow me. He didn't follow me. He didn't go number one though. No, he definitely went number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> he definitely went number one. Number two. Then I got back to back picks. This is why I need to focus. This is why we we'll start the over unders after this because after the first two rounds, dude, there are not like twelve good players here. Dealer is taking his time or her is time. There, is there really a player named Dan Arnold's? Yeah. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Tom Arnold. It's not that weird to be named Dan Arnold. <laughs> Jam can't believe it. <laughs> that is a sick name. Dan? Uh, In the NFL? I, back to back, I am going to – okay, Brandon Cook got 14 targets last week and seven the week before. I will take Brandon Cooks, and I will take Robbie Anderson. I will take Robbie – I feel like he's getting no targets. Um but I will take Robbie Anderson. Okay, I'm up in four picks. Who do we got? Talk to me, Wes. Daniel Tice and the Houston Rockets with John Wall not playing. Yeah, I, I love that news story. Um, John Wall has two years left. He won't take a buyout, not a single dollar. No one wants to trade for him, but both John Wall and the Rockets want him to be traded. Stay tuned. What's, what's the story here? What do we? Uh, I mean, salute to John Wall. It sounds like he just gets to get paid to work out. Like, just that's a great tra- severance package. <laughs> the anti uh, Ben Simmons Houston. I think it would be like twenty three and a half. I, apparently, I don't. I that's what I would have guessed, but uh, twenty seven and a half. Mm, that they're gonna have like. 
four like nineteen year olds in the rotation. Like this is wait, wait. And, it's back on me. Mark Ingram. The Mark Ingram? That's where okay. I'm gonna take Mark Ingram and back to back picks. You better believe I'm gonna take Dan Arnold. You think I want to root for Dan Arnold tonight? Are you kidding me? My team is full. I feel good. I got Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Mark Ingram, Dan Arnold. Oh man, I hope it's the Dan dream Arnold team. Does. Yeah, I, it's the dream team. Promo code true if you want to fade that, or uh, if you want to just copy my Thursday night rumble picks, or if you just want to bang the over on Dan Arnold and uh, everything <laughs> and unders on everything team. else, anything related to Dan and Arnold, I'm banging. I'm all in on Danny Boy. Um, Houston, that's a. <laughs> I don't like that. Also, I feel I've long said I just feel like there's enough minutes for John. Like it's going to be some nights where physically I just don't want Jalen Green guarding Drew Holiday or Mark. Like just physically, just let me sacrifice John. Just he weighs two twenty. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't want 170 pound Jalen Green getting broken half. But I think they'll go lower. They're also actively trying. They're going to be them and OKC. I think will be down around there. So. Under, yeah, they have under. no incentive to really win. They have, a, and it's the fourth lowest total in the whole league. I just still don't know why there's yeah. a five game gap between the Thunder and the Rockets. Like, yeah, what is is Jalen Green that good that he's going to get you five more wins? Like, people love him. The thing that would knock me the other way, they're playing Kevin Porter Jr. I guess exclusively at point guard, which is one of those like okay, like long for Kevin Porter Jr. when he's twenty six. This is a great thing. Kevin Porter Jr. and all his teammates now, not so much. So. I don't know. He'll have some big nights, but as a point, I don't know. 27, that's a that's just too high. I'd go under there. Who's next? The piano man and Zion himself oh, in the world of Pelicans. Well, they're gonna suck. Um Adams out, Bledsoe out, JV in, Devontae Graham in. I think those are two upgrades. Lonzo out, not an upgrade. Zion hates the GM, not an upgrade. I just like they have a lot of young players and respectfully, I don't like the Hawks got a lot from their young players. Right. I think the Hawks have shown justifiably this upcoming year. You can expect their young players to take a step forward. Maybe not all of them, maybe not huge step forwards. I don't think the Pelicans have earned that saying like Zion. Um, Ingram, I mean, Ingram had his years in L.A. I think his last year was good. Then he took off in New Orleans, of course. But like the Alexander Walker. Jackson, like how much is Jackson Hayes playing? You just got Valentin Unis and he's on an expiring contract. He can shoot, but he's not really a threat for him. Like Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyra Lewis, are all these guys going to take a step forward? And if so, how big? I will say, but still Zion. 36 and a half. 39 and a half. So, so mm. <clears throat> nah. I think that's just one of those Zion things where it's like, yeah. I mean, expect if, him to be generational, so he they at least got to be close to five hundred. I mean, yeah, if he just he might just take that All NBA step, and hopefully he takes that trade request step too. Hopefully. All right, the team that I I think I care the least about in the entire league, just some, one of the most boring teams. Mm-hmm. Can you guess who it is? Let's see what division we got. The Rocket got to be the Spurs. It is the San Antonio <laughs> Spurs? Got to be the Spurs. Uh, another team is like I. They probably should just be going the other way. I just can't see Popovich being like, yeah, no, we'll tank it. We'll just get Tim Duncan next year again, and I'll ride it out for another 20. 
But then, but can, uh, but like, can they do anything other than tank? Like, what is their roster now that they lost? Well, I, I think they, <laughs> competitive, young. Um, like they, Dejounte Murray, Vassell, Derek White, Kelt. Like they have enough. Lonnie Walker, enough young pieces. Like if they get going, they could be. Oh, frisky. I forgot they ran out and spent all that money on uh, Doug McDermott and Zach Collins. Got Doug, Dougie Mack. Uh, got Josh Primo, top ten. When everybody was like, Josh Primo might go first round. Um, they did get Thad Young, the greatest role player in the league. They do have Thad Young. I'm gonna go. I just like that. No. 36 and a half, 36 and a half. Way off. Vegas thinks they're going to be terrible. 28 and a half. Only a game better than the Rockets and the Cavs, which just no. makes no sense to me. And on, um, apparently coaches get no respect in this thing. Yeah, like I got, just feel, you think, I don't know, all those close games. They got Olympic gold medalist Keldon Johnson, man. You think they're not going to, whatever, Vegas, whatever. Who's name? Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh. I don't think the Grizzlies are getting enough credit. For like actually, like winning the like they went into Golden State one to make the playoffs, one game one against the Jazz. I don't care who was hurt; it's still impressive. And maybe this is the year Triple J stays healthy. Um, got rid of Eric Bledsoe. That's a couple wins. I think they're gonna be. It's just the West is a bloodbath, man. I will forty-one and a half. Nailed it. Yes, sir. I'm back. That's I, I, it's got to be I'm something back. with proximity. The closer you are to the team, <laughs> I, the, I, the better the you vibe, are, man. I, I'm going to get the uh, Supersonics so wrong. <laughs> the thing that's interesting is that they, the Knicks and the Bulls, are all at 41 and a half, and I just don't like. I feel like the Knicks are already the, clearly the best out of those three teams. I don't get why they're all kind of similarly. Uh, yeah, have the same total. I could. I think there's a case that the Grizzlies like are up there. They're just in a work like just they're more top to bottom good teams in the West. I think the the East like Nets, Bucks, Sixers. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about the favorites, um, I, yeah, I don't. Hmm, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, who uh, <laughs> I've been listening to some NBA podcasts. People are saying they're a sneaky. Contender in the West, and I frankly just don't get it. But uh, contender, uh, contending for what? I feel like I have to ask for a team that is not that is the next team after the Lakers. In what? Again, I feel like I'm NBA I'm, basketball. <laughs> I don't see it. Reggie Bullock was a good addition. Um, brought back Hardaway. Brought in uh, genius of a coach, Jason Kidd. Yeah, I was like, do I mean is he as much of a genius as Rick Carlisle? I doubt that. I doubt that. Uh, yeah, we don't know if Jason Kidd is a good coach per se. But I do feel like Vegas will have the uh, blinded by the Vegas lights. Uh, oh, gosh. This feels way too high. But 47 and a half. 48 and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, you, like, you can convince yeah, me I go that under. the playoffs, it's like – Luca takes over, and then like they can go farther than you expect. But Luca is just—it's just not going to carry them to close to fifty wins in the regular season. I just—I refuse, I just, yeah. and I really think Luca's quite good at basketball. He's all right. Um, you but, know, listen, back-to-back first teams. Uh, if this is the year he wants to put him on his back, but even then, 
Like he he's made for playoff basketball. Again, I could see them getting the six seed, a good matchup, and maybe getting hot. But over the course of over the long run, I do know. I think they were one of like the probably maybe two or three teams that got hit with COVID most. So I think that they got Josh Richardson out of there for Moses Brown, right? Uh, Sterling Brown. Oh no, the trade yeah was for Moses Brown, but Moses Do Brown they? shouldn't play. They have Sterling Brown too. Yeah, a lot of Browns. Uh, too many Browns for Cubans liking. <laughs> um, four. That's a big number. Give me unless they know about some trade. They know that Porzingis uh, and Tim Hardaway are going for Dame Lillard. I don't know. Uh, mm, who's next? That's too high. Sacramento Kings, the one bad team in that Pacific Division. That's. And they got Luke Walton as a coach, man. You talk about insult to injury. They were the worst rated, the least efficient defense of all time last year. Um, Yet they refused to give up any players for one of the best (laughs) defensive players in the league. Added Davion Mitchell, who was a good, I think a good addition. I think there's some stuff, I think if, again, if they get rid of, Healed Bagley and Lou Walton for something, literally anything. I think there's something there. Unfortunately, they still have those three things. Kings. 33 and a half. 35 and a half. Mm, okay. Which so I, always, do they just get like a Western Conference advantage? I don't well, I don't really understand that. I think it's like the Kings are going to be trying, actively trying. It's not going to help much, but it'll it'll separate those. Like them between like the Houston and the Oklahoma City, so uh hmm, okay. Is that it for that division? Who's up? Who's left? Oh, this is the start of the new division. So now we got the oh, these are go. the, the uh, Golden State Warriors, which is yeah. pretty hard to figure out because no one has any idea what Clay Thompson's going to be like. Well, that and also. Andrew Vac- Andrew Wiggins just refused to get the vaccine. He might take the team <laughs> he's under. Got, it. He's got questions. And again, I think it's perfectly healthy. It's perfectly fine for him or anyone to have questions. But apparently, they had him sit down with a uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a doctor, a <laughs> doctor um, who specializes in these. I don't think they sat him down like a chiropractic. Um, and they explain, you know, the, all the things, the deaths, the things they've seen. And Andrew Wiggins was uh, not moved. Not moved. Still has questions. <laughs> Again, that's where that's where I feel like journalism's failing us. It's like, hey, Andrew, have you been, yeah, you know, surprised I got some more research to do. What research? That's my. Uh, Truly Whiskers, Underdog News. Uh, what do you Google? What do you, like, what's, what's the research look like? What, let me see your YouTube channel like history right now. Let me see it right now. Uh, what like, were your uh, questions going in and what are your questions <laughs> remain? <laughs> uh, that's HIPAA. This interview is over. Warrior. I know people, I know Vegas is really high on the Warriors. So I, I guess they're just assuming Clay is just Clay. I will say 51 and a half. Only 48 and a half. Ooh, I, I feel like that's closer to accurate, but I'm surprised to see it that low. Like they're, again, they're going to be relying on a lot of a, a step from Wiseman, some Moses Moutier, and some Jonathan Kuminga, like that. And we've seen, are they going to toe that line? That was the whole thing last year. Wiseman, well, like you're going to lose the game now. Junior. They do have auto. They needed some veteran stability off the bench, so they brought in him and Bielitsa. <laughs> yeah, so 
this number is way too low, is what I'm hearing. Uh, Bang the over. <laughs> yeah, I do. I hope Clay is back, though. Like, I hope he's Clay again. Yeah. There's nothing more fun than like a Clay quarter where he's just like he's hit seven threes. Huh? He hasn't dribbled once. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't even touched the ball, and somehow he's got 18 <laughs> points. All right, the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers. That's gonna be a big number. Um, I think they're like they got old guys, but I think the old guys gonna be like Russell have his scheduled days off. AD will have his days off, but I do think they'll be able to keep two of those big three healthy, like for most of it. And Westbrook, if nothing, he played while he hurt. He probably shouldn't, but he plays. He gonna play games. I will say fifty three and a half. Fifty two and a half. I'll so take you, it. I'm giving it to you. Yeah, I'll take it. That okay. Hmm. Yeah, if they're not injured, the uh, the Lakers will be good. Yeah. Like again, they know three of their closing five off the bat, and the rest of it is just can we find two? Like we'll just throw shit against the wall until Carmelo or Monk or Kendrick Nunn or Baysmore or Trevor, like somebody. We just need two of y'all to stick. We'll figure out the next the uh, closing two tomorrow night. What about the Los Angeles Clippers? This I think they're going to be better than expected. Regular season wise, I just don't know what that looks like numerically. Um no I'm factoring in no Kawhi I imagine all year. I will say 46 and a half. 45 and a half. Give it to I'll you. take it. I'm back. Uh, and to finish out the division, the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, Suns. I feel like they'll probably be projected to take a step back, even though I feel like they brought back – they got Landry Shamit, and I feel like they brought back everybody else. JaVale, didn't they get JaVale? I believe so. Um, I will say 53 and a half. I got a big number on there. 51 and a half. Too big a number. Too big a number. One game behind the the, the Lakers, which seems to make sense. Um, yeah, but everyone's just kind of. I feel like it's like, oh, the the Suns had their chance last year. Um, yeah, it feels, and then there's like right off. It's like, no, what if Devin Booker's just uh, better? You know, yeah, like, what, what you know, like young players uh, normally do. Yeah, what are, again? I I think of them similar to the Hawks. Like, you telling me Aiton just goes back to just like zoning in and out and like. That guy was dominating the best of the best at times last year. He just goes back to 8.7 rebounds. Maybe so, but I I might like the over there. I also feel like they're a team that knows. It's like, hey, if we're going to get to where we got to go, we're going to need home court. Like, it matters to us. So I, I think I like the over there. All right, we've already done the Thunder at 22 and a half. So the mm-hmm. next team, we've talked about them a lot, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ah, oh, geez. Um Assuming this is a Ben Simmons-less franchise. How far will D'Angelo Russell take them? Not very. Um, though if he comes off, he, he was coming off the bench toward the end of last. If he's willing to do that, I do think that changes some things for them. Hopefully Ant takes another step. Rubio. <laughs> That's also funny that he's coming off the bench and is like, we're not trading bench player D'Angelo yeah, Russell in this I'm Simmons telling you, people deal. are putting a hard line on the Sixers, man. It couldn't be my team. I just 35 and a half. 34 and a half. Coming on strong here. Come on. I'm closing strong. I'm feeling good. 
All right, the Portland Trailblazers. I tell you that I I think the bottom's gonna fall out every single year for Portland, and it never does. Having said no, uh, they're they're always scrappy. They new coaches will. Nobody knows if Chauncey Billups is gonna be a good coach. Um, forty-five and a half. Forty-four and a half. Uh, that, that just feels like a. I think Dame has shown. Hey, if I'm reasonably healthy, we're gonna like forty-five hundred minimum. Like. We might not be a whole lot above that, but our floor is going to be around there. 44 and a half is just a number that I just would stay completely away from because yeah, I have no I strong know. feelings about if either I, the over or under. It feels like they're going to get exactly 44 and a half wins. If I had to, I'd go under, but I wouldn't feel good about it. How about the Denver Nuggets? I do think the Nuggets are going to be. I think they're a team that I feel like I've heard enough, like Jamal might. Like I guess if they, if he is up to it toward the end of the year, I'm not factoring that in, but I do think they'll be on it. Like they won a playoff series last year with like Compazzo and Austin Rivers starting. So against Portland. Yuck. Um let's say forty eight and a half. Forty seven and a half. That's like five in a row for you. I'm hot, baby. All right. The final team. I would say uh, the favorite team of this podcast is the it's the Utah Jazz. Definitely. Um, Number one seed in the West last year, pretty much bringing their entire team back. No, except for no Derek Favors. Yeah, no. Number one, and I'm, they walked to the, the championship. There's no need to rehash this. Um they did. They got Eric Pascal for nothing. I do like that move. The thing I don't get with the Jazz, and I, I, it's just the thing. I mean, it's like okay, they have their small ball center now, and then the small the whole time the small ball center they talking about is Rudy Gay. I said Rudy Gay. That's the answer. Six eight Rudy Gay. <laughs> that well, I mean, a fine addition for sure. But their backup center now. You know, the backup center is. I'm looking at the roster right now, and no name stands out. Hassan Whiteside. Yikes. That's what we're looking at um, is their backup center. And they traded Azabuki, who was their first-round pick two years ago, I thought was projected to be the backup center. So, again, if Hassan Whiteside is your ninth center, you you know what I'm saying, you just need some training camp bodies. If he's your backup, and, again, the Clippers look – like lit Utah on fire last year defensively. That's that's the playoffs though. The regular season they True. get that ball move around. Quinn nah. Snyder's whistling everywhere. Like they, uh, Joe Ingles yeah. is doing pantsing people. It's just a good old, <laughs> uh, good old fashioned good time up there in the Salt Lakes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This is definitely the year that an older Mike Conley gets healthier. So I will say, I think Jordan Clarkson definitely repeats his success. Jazz is going to be because they're another team. It's like if it's going to happen, we need the one seed. We need every single player to hate coming here because of the history of our fans. Um, but it's our home court advantage, damn it. 53 and a half. 52 and a half. So I think you just got the last five uh, in a row. Yeah, the Jazz and the Lakers have the highest in the West at 52 and a half. And I didn't track any of this, but I'm going to say you got at least uh, 
18, 19 out of 30, I got, right? I think I got like 95%. Yeah. More or less. I'm not good with fractions. Um, that was impressive. That was, yeah. you, you know something about this basketball here. I can't wait until I, every single <laughs> – I somehow miss on every single – I was like, I missed on the, the under and the over for the bad teams and the – every single one. Um, You know what I didn't miss on, though? Then we'll get out of here. Last week, in this very space, I gave you two picks for Kentucky Chattanooga. I gave you the mocks and 31 points, and I gave you the over-under, I think, 42 and a half. Check and check. You are welcome. This week, I got two more for you. Kentucky is playing South Carolina, going to South Carolina, night game. Kentucky, they usually have some pretty good battles. Now, we've won six of the last seven, so I guess I don't think battle is uh, skirmish, uh, kerfluffle is, is more apt. But as of right now, last line I saw, UK is favored by four and a half points. Favored by four and a half points, I still would take the cocks and the points. I just don't trust our defense. I think Kentucky went like I'm thinking 27 24. So I like the, the overs 48 and a half. Give me that over. And I think the Cats went by three, maybe four, but not five. But not five. Uh, so yeah, take the Cats over the Cox. Go Cats. Baby boy of the week. You didn't even see it coming, Jan. Baby boy of the week. You know what time it is, Jan? Is it, is it baby boy of the week? No, it's time for NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He just happens to also be the baby boy of the week. It's Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the baby boy of the week. Now, I was watching. He played the Falcons last week, so it was on my television. Y'all pray for me. Um, There's nothing wrong with me. I just got to watch Falcons local games. And he picked off Matt Ryan and returned it for a touchdown. And I was excited. I was looking it up online. I was tweeting. And then he did it again. He had two pick sixes of Matt Ryan in the fourth quarter of the same game. And I was, he's the 27th player in NFL history to record two pick sixes in a single game. First buck to win NFC Defensive Player of the Week this year. Um, in the previous years, Devin White and Shaq Barrett, the Super Bowl champs. Maybe you've heard of them. Um and so Mike Edwards is, I don't think he had one in the Super Bowl, but he definitely he picked off Rodgers in Green Bay, I believe. He had a solid game in the Super Bowl. Now two pick sixes. So I, I'm feeling good about Mike. Who knows? Maybe NFC defensive baby boy of the year. Who's to say? But you're doing great, Mike. You're doing great work. You know who else is doing great work, Jan? Not those dirtbags in Congress. No, hell no. Hell no. And not the risk team. Um, but everybody listening to this is doing great work. Everybody listening to this is doing great work. Did you know that? Um, so we'll leave you with that. Just think about your uh, Mike Edwards, Defensive Player of the Year props. I'm sure you could get a good number on it. A good number. Um, before you close your eyes tonight, go to the underdog at promo code trill. Yada, yada, yada. I want the wrist team to take another bath. I don't even care how they do it. I don't even care. Like we did the Thursday rumble. That's not important. Those are my those are my picks. Those are my game of skill. You play your own game of skill. I just need the wrist team to take another bath. 
And, and this is where I, ne I need everyone who's listening right now. I need your help. I want them under. Okay. And I say that not in jest. They ruined my life. I want revenge. You can help me get that revenge. Hashtag risk team takes a bath. So for underdog, not including the risk team, for super producer jam, for myself, for Otis Nixon. Um, I hope Otis Nixon is doing well. I really did Otis Nixon die. Can you look that up real quick? I sure can. I feel like he was in some static, but I don't know if he um, perished. Wikipedia says he's uh, still alive. Okay, and for Otis Nixon too. And for Otis, Otis. <laughs> wouldn't be for Otis Nixon if he died. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be in honor or in memory. This is an honor of Otis Nixon since he's still here, uh, who's still very much alive. So, appreciate y'all, and we will catch you next week.